Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings and welcome on board. WKOK one two three four. Stand down. <laughs> welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence, Master Joe. Hey, welcome aboard, buddy. Good to see you. You're looking well, fit as a fiddle, bright as a bulb, sharp as a tack. <laughs> what? <laughs> and all your tools are in the shed. How about that? Yeah. Well, when I when we get an email that starts off, dear Stadler and Waldorf. Oh, yeah, that's not good. <laughs> we know we're going to be in for a rough ride. If folks don't know Statler and Waldorf are the characters. They're Muppets, and they are old and codgety. And They're sitting up in the balcony critiquing everything they see. Grumpy. Yeah, they hate everything. <laughs> so that's how We're some... selective in our hatreds here, though. <laughs> really? We do not hate everything. We do not hate everything. We love 10 o'clock. That's when we're done, and we love payday. <laughs> yeah, which is today. So as far as I'm concerned, we're closer to 10 o'clock than we were at 6 o'clock, so things are going well. And actually, we've actually killed the first four minutes of the program. It's frivolity. <laughs> this is what we do. All right. Well, welcome on board, everybody. That kills the frivolity for the show. Now we get yeah, into so much of that stuff. deep, important topics. Who's our producer today? Uh, our producer today is Sam Tyler. She's Hi. on the other side of the glass taking good care, and she's got a great mentor over there, Rob Center, showing her the ropes. So we're going to have a platoon of individuals cycling in and out of the producer's chair so that uh, we get a wide so range no of individuals. no one person gets stuck with doing us every day of the week, right? Uh, well, <laughs> no. Nope. Turns out all of them want to do it. Oh, really? So they have to take turns. I think that's what they're telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I think they all drew straws and got the short one, and so they're stuck they with They all us. got the short <laughs> one. That's a, that's there a were weird, no long ones. Weird, <laughs> weird selection. Drawing straws. That's uh, f- straws like drawing lots. Is lots, yes. straw, lots straw or straws? You had uh, a couple of long ones and one short okay, one. Okay, the, the short one. Yeah, you, you mean straw from a barnyard straw? I don't know, Mark. It's an old expression. Well, it's from back from Drawing the short straw means you get stuck with the dirty duty. Lance, where did that phrase come <laughs> from, drawing straws? Short straws. Lance? What's that? Lance, you're on the radio. Oh, are, wow. you, are you okay. awake this right. morning, Lance? I mean, I, we don't want to keep you up if you have other things to do. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> oh, no. All I'll be doing is uh, listening to the radio as I go about my uh, daily chores. Fair enough. Gotcha. And okay. uh, do you know what the where the old saying, drawing straws, comes from? Drawing oh, sure. the short straw. Oh, my goodness. Here, uh, if uh, we had a task to do that was unpleasant... Right. You would take short straws and long straws, right? One person was going to get to do the unpleasant task. So the individuals that are involved in the thing would draw the straws out of the hand of a given person, okay? 
the person that got the short one got to do the task. If I may quote for you from, that's just kind of more succinctly, you're saying the same thing. This is British, mainly. It's to be chosen from a number of people to perform a task or duty that no one else wants to do. <laughs> but what kind of straws? You mean like drinking straws? Oh, for heaven's sake, straw from a barn. Oh, from a barnyard. Okay, I got you. All right. They didn't well, have drinking straws around the old British farms in those days, but I they did think have straw. So. No. But Lance, that's not why you called. No. Why? With the, uh, we were talking about gun deaths among children versus auto accidents. It looks like the reason that happened was the number of kids killed in crashes dropped precipitously. And I mean precipitously. Uh, and it, uh, sort of the, <laughs> sort of the car crashes caught up with the gun deaths for, for low. And uh, you, you can see it. There, there's a graph here. And it appeared in... Oh, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, Epidemi- we can't see it. Would you hold it up a little closer to the camera? I can see it. Can you see it? I can't see it. Got to visualize it, Joe. Okay. Visualize it. Good for your brain. I'm working on it. <laughs> where well, where did uh, you see this graph so that we might all have the benefit oh, of it? Oh, sure, sure. Uh, and to see, May 5th of 2022 in the epidemiology... Uh, and you should see it. I mean, the, the epidemiology does, what? The epidemiology review. Oh, there's a review epidemiology. Okay. Oh, you have to stay current yeah. on that stuff. I guess I do. Now, the gun deaths did go up. No two ways about it. But it seems to me that it caught up simply because of the uh, car crashes going down. So, what's the most dangerous thing that can happen to our young people? Uh, well, right now it is, uh, you know, the gun deaths, and that is due to the fact that it's they're including children at age 24, and that is if you take the um, gang members, like from south of the border, that have come up into our cities and fighting for turf with the existing gangs that are here. It's going to be a slaughter, and that's what's going on. This is what happened in the early 90s. Same thing. Our murder rate spiked over 10 per 100,000. With it spiking like it has, we're in the sevens now. Understanding this? What we did to stop it back then was something very novel. (laughs) We put the perpetrators in jail. And it doesn't seem like that's what we want to do now. And everybody yelled about mass incarceration. Well, it worked, didn't it? It went from over 10. We were like, I think it was like 496 was our rate. It got down into about 2013, 2014. And it was just... And the number of guns in private hands increased by about two-thirds in that time. So it was putting the criminals in jail is what what stopped the... uh, slaughter on the streets. So any mass incarceration would be part of a good solution? Yeah. Okay. I mean, gotcha. it's, I mean, it's better than having honest citizens being slaughtered, isn't it? I mean, if you're a liberal, it's not, but if you're a common sense individual, it is. Gotcha. Okay. okay. All right. We got you, Lance. Thank you so much for calling in. Much appreciated. 
Yep. I was attempting to find the epidemiology review. There doesn't appear. Oh, to I be made a that up. Specific, I'm sorry. There's no specific <laughs> publication by that name. Okay, the epidemiology review doesn't exist. Well, then it should. All right. So welcome on board, everybody. It's the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mister Joe is here. Joe McGranahan, and he's our co-host, good conservative, and uh, he's soon going to be driving around in a 2023 Ford. F-150 Lightning, an electric vehicle. It's got a big battery that sits under the seats that costs a few thousand dollars to replace within the decade, but Ford has a subsidy to help you pay for that battery replacement. This is that carbonized gray color. It's antimatter blue with that carbonized gray. It looks dark if the sun's not out, but as soon as the sun comes out, you can see the gray and the blue kind of three levels. The XLT chrome appearance package, it's going to be getting the equivalent of about 80 miles per gallon, but of course it doesn't actually use any gallons, but it's got, of course, a tailgate step. It's got a bottle opener on the tailgate. Joe, when's the last time you used a bottle opener to open a bottle? On the tailgate or just generally? Anywhere. Um, it's been a while. Been a while. Yeah, Joe doesn't use too many bottles with caps on them anymore. Most of them are twist off now, aren't they? Uh, well, a lot of beer bottles are still. Um, well, you know, I bow to your superior knowledge of off. beer bottles. <laughs> Not flip off. <laughs> or uh, open well, off. You flip me off every day. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's another topic. All right, it's got the the driving modes. It's got normal driving, muds and ruts, slippery, deep snow and sand, towing and hauling. Eco and Sport, as we mentioned, Joe's going to be on Sport. But if you do put it in Eco, it's got an Eco Coach that will help you save your electricity and the battery length. Integrated brake trailer controller so that it's going to make sure that uh, your trailer is going to brake an appropriate level whenever you're driving around. Outboard 400-watt outlet, connected built-in navigation. Of course, it's got adaptive cruise control with stop-and-go, lane centering, and speed sign recognition. It actually sees the speed limit signs near you and tells you that, whoa, Joe, you're going way over the posted speed limit. LED box lighting, remote start, LED side mirror spotlights that so you can spotlight deer without even getting out of your chair. And it's just a fabulous truck. So that's on the way for Joe. It's coming from the Sunbury Motor Company. You can check out this new vehicle plus many others by going to sunburymotors.com. All right, toll-free line open, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.com and text us at 70236. Uh, we talked a little bit about law enforcement and, uh, pr- and putting individuals in prison who break our gun laws or immigration know, laws. You know, the more the more pressing topic today is Mr. Biden yesterday <gasps> in his speech before the AFL-CIO. Politician in which tells he, a lie. In which he lied through his teeth. About what did he say yesterday? Well, a number of things. He put, One thing he did say I agree with. He said, I don't want to hear any more of these lies about reckless spending. We're changing people's lives. Well, you're right, Joe. You are changing... I'm sorry. We're right. You're right, President Biden. You are changing people's lives. We can't afford to get gas. We can't afford to eat. You know, there's no baby formula on the shelves. You're doing a wonderful job at changing people's lives. You know, of what... And well, then what he was, was talking he talking about, about? He also mentioned, and his biggest lie was saying that uh, inflation is worse everywhere else than here. Uh, this morning on the news, they ran at least 15 other countries where inflation is far less than ours. All right, but how many have it far higher than us? 
Well, no one that I know yeah, of. Yeah, uh, many countries have inflation that's higher than ours, Joe. Well, he's saying everywhere else but here. He's making his, he say, his words were everywhere else. All right, so you got that fox clipping. What else you got today? Well, no, but don't you think, isn't that, doesn't that bother you? The White House had initially believed that inflation, which began last year, would be transitory. You remember him saying that? Janet Yellen And he believed that. it would be clear by this summer as voters started to think about the, pro- the elections in November. Then, after that assumption proved faulty, he believed that would it peaked in April and would soon soon start declining. That didn't happen. You know, uh, prices rose 8.6% in May compared with a year earlier, the highest level in 40 years, according to the latest consumer price index released on Friday. Moreover, prices climbed more quickly last month than they did in April, suggesting the inflationary peak has not yet arrived. Right, you know, and he assumes no responsibility for this. If it were President Trump on duty, he and the Democrats would be yelling, it's his fault, he did it all, it's terrible. But now that's President Biden, oh, we didn't do anything. We inherited the mess. And uh, back in 1982, when Ronald Reagan was president, inflation was high. What were his fixes that did work? What he did is work across the aisle with Tip O'Neill to get some things in commonplace, if you will, economic things in in position. Janice Yellen, even coming on TV and admitting admitting she was wrong, that she guessed wrong. Mm -hmm. These are the people that are supposed to be guessing right. We've entrusted the country and the economy to them. And what are they doing with it, Mark? All right, one eight hundred seven nine. Answer my question: What are they doing with it? Well, I think that you know he's he's trying. He has accomplished a few things. He certainly has some big growth areas: inflation and gas prices. But gas prices and inflation are up globally, maybe higher than they should be, or maybe we should be immune from that. I mean, a lot of folks think. I, I think we're good at just blaming the president, whether it's Reagan or Biden or whatever. And I and I think they have some impact on all these things, but uh, I don't think you can wholly blame him. But if he told a lie and you caught him in the well, lie, well, good for you. You, got you know, him. let's you got face him. it, price increases are over 8%. Guess what the rage, wage rate increase is? 5%. Okay. So right. well, we, we're, we we're already know that we're every losing day. Gr- Right. We already know that. That's no big revelation. All right. But Upper it's no big revelation, but people are living with it. You blow it off as if it were nothing. It's a lot to people who can't make ends meet these days. Joe. You come in here and you say that the sky is blue and the grass is green, Mark. No, what are you going to do about it? I don't I mean, think the grass is green and the people. sky ain't blue. <laughs> oh, did I backwards them? No, that's correct. The sky well, that's, blue, that's making it sound man. like I'm saying everything is okay. I'm not saying everything is okay. I'm saying everything is not okay. All right. So, all right. Let's talk I'm about this, I'm saying the Joe. sky is gray right. and the grass is burnt off. What do you want our audit? You want to stay on this. All right. Well, we'll do that. What do you want folks to do? Well, I, I think what I want people to do is to start pressuring the Democrats to reverse some of their policies. Instead of going to Saudi Arabia and Venezuela to get oil, let's open up American drilling again. He's just closed down another uh, another area to off Alaska. Open it up. Let us get our own ener- energy independence while we work on all the other stuff that you folks on the Green New Deal bandwagon want to achieve. All right. What do we have to do? What do we have to pressure the Democrats to do, folks? Call Joe now. He wants to stay on this topic. <laughs> no, we can move on. No, you're obviously no, embarrassed no, no. by you it. You wanted to stay no, on this you're topic. embarrassed. We're going to stay on I this I realize topic. it's hard for you to endure this, but well, so we'll I can move sit on. here all day long. Oh, wait. I have to. All right. 
1-800-795-9565. What do we have to do to pressure the Democrats to fix it? All right, open up more drilling in Alaska. You want to do that? Gulf of Mexico, more drilling okay there? Every place where okay. we have proven oil reserves that would help ease our energy gas. shortage. Don't forget, yep. Pennsylvania's a big part of the solution. Let's get fracking. <laughs> 1-800-795-9565. Telephone number. Joe wants to know what the Dems can do to fix it, and let's pressure them. What's your view on this? Tell us. And let's we'll, we'll talk about the solutions that Joe wants us to push. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sounds like a great Steve Jones show coming up. They're covering all the big stuff. Sammy Tyler, our great uh, producer on the other side of the glass. Joe McGranahan is here. I'm Statler. And, I'm Walter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm Statler, and you're Walter. <laughs> they named a salad after me. <laughs> Waldorf salad. Yeah, and also a great big Astoria. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so who do we want to put on the air? Um, Tom, I think. Yeah, we lost Tom. Tom no, Is Tom Tom's still there? there? Yeah, he's on. Oh, says sure. he's on air. Tom, okay. are you oh, there? Nope, I guess Tom didn't wait any Oh, no, longer. he didn't. Okay, Tom left. All right, well, we were talking about common sense changes in uh, federal policy that would make us better country. Cindy, you're on the mark. We're going to put you on first. Go right ahead. Good morning, gentlemen. First, I want to say, don't you think it's ironic that when the economy's going well, the president's, and I mean this no matter which party over the last, you know, decades, has always taken credit for that. But when the economy goes poorly, suddenly it's somebody else's fault. Isn't that <laughs> ironic? This is the Putin inflation. <laughs> the Putin price hike. Right. I, I find that amusing. You know, what it tells me is they really have no control over the economy at all, and they're just... Uh, stealing credit for the times it's good and dodging responsibility. Well, yeah, and Joe doesn't remember, but he has actually said in the past when we had a Democratic president in office that presidents do not deserve as much credit as they claim for the economy, Like and also, likewise, they don't deserve as much blame as they get. But they, they deserve some credit and some blame. The problem right. I have well, is no like Cindy. They, they, they don't want to take any of the blame, but they want to take all of the credit. Well, that's more the fool us that we lend them that credit. I, you know, I don't give them any credit at all for the economy. Bingo. No matter who's in office or what they're claiming, I don't. Ex- but let's recall that those people who want us to switch to solar panels and to uh, electric cars or alternative methods of transportation, public transportation, have long claimed that the gas, you didn't pay the fair price for gas, that it, gasoline. The, the gasoline price. was much more expensive in Europe, and it should be much more expensive in America. Now they've gotten control of the government, and what a shock! Gasoline <laughs> is more expensive in America. 
So you put these people in charge. This was a conscious decision by the voters of our country. What did they expect? This, they're getting what they voted for, a more expensive gasoline. Now, I want to say this. The fracking has nothing to do with the gasoline that goes in our cars. And I don't want, I think people are confused. The, it, it is natural gas that is yielded from fracking. Right. Now, there might be a few natural gas vehicles, you know, just like they're the ones that run around French fry oil. But I don't think that's the preponderance of the issue here. The vast majority of the issue is gasoline. And when they frack, it does not result in products that turn into gasoline, as far as I'm aware. Is there anyone who was prepared to dispute that issue with me? (laughs) That's, yeah, that sounds dangerous. I don't know fracking for gasoline. How would you you even do that? No, there's no such thing. You're right. Thank you. So (laughs) claiming that if we fracked more, we would solve the problem of gasoline prices is a lie. There's no association between gasoline and fracking. But there is energy. Now, if fracking yields glass that would cause, that yields natural gas, and or if it can be refined into propane, and I don't know exactly how that works. Maybe you'll lower some people's heating oil bill. All right, heating I, bill, not me, oil bill. Let but. me stop you there. It says uh, the International Petroleum Association says fracking is one method of extracting oil, natural gas, geothermal energy, or water from deep underground. I stand corrected yeah, then. So knew? are we fracking for oil here in Pennsylvania? Uh, let's see. The fracking boom in the U.S. world's producer of gas reducing its energy imports to less less than 4% of oil is fracked. Yeah, right. But actually, that doesn't say specifically the U.S. Who knows? It could be globally. Right. Well, whenever they discuss it in Pennsylvania... My understanding is that natural gas is what's yielded. Every time I've watched one well, of yeah, those Pennsylvania, that's, that's what we have, true. right. Not oil. Oil is what is refined into gasoline. Correct me if I'm wrong. Now, you know, I know there are buses that run on natural gas, so yes, that would reduce the cost. For example, in State College, they have natural gas-propelled buses that provide transportation particularly to the students, but I'm not aware of that here, and I don't see how I that's going to solve I think they have them in Williamsport, don't they, Mark? Don't they uh, have gas? Yeah, or? yes, Williamsport and State College have natural mm-hmm. gas buses. Right. And everything I've read, even if they ramped up the Keystone XL pipeline right now, it would not impact this situation for years because it is only an a 8% completed. It has to run, bisect the whole whole way across our country, usurping thousands of people's property rights and creating all kinds of environmental issues. And the truth was that thing was being built so that a Canadian company, let me repeat that, a Canadian company could export its goods to the world market without adversely impacting Canada. Right? They didn't want to irritate their neighbors. They just decided to trash our country instead. All right. I have to ask you to summarize, Cindy. we got a caller waiting. I'm done. Oh, okay. <laughs> Made my point. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, Cindy. You. Well, in, in one sentence, what's your point? In case <laughs> I got it. <laughs> I know. I just want well, to hear summarize. Well, number one, fracking isn't going to solve this problem. Number two, it's ridiculous to give the president credit for either way. What happens in the economy? Because that person has little to do with it. 
very little to do with it. In fact, yesterday I saw on television, I wish I could quote you the show, an expert from the Bond administration saying the solution here is for us to buy less stuff. If consumers buy less stuff, there's less demand, the prices will fall. So there's your answer, Mark. All right, buy, it, it, it has nothing to do with the government. We should stop. Don't buy toilet paper. <laughs> Just wash your hands. Oh, don't, moving on. Don't buy oh, food. Just right? Raise your own. Don't right, buy moving food. Go on, hungry. Moving We're all fat on, anyway. Moving on. Thanks, Thank gentlemen. you, Cindy. Much appreciated. And we have a, an email that's on target here. It says, Mark, our economy and country work by policies. Our government makes policy. Biden and the Democrats are in charge of the government. So who to, to blame anyone else for the problems of our country is way off the mark. Biden should step back, swallow his pride, and reinstate most of the policies from Trump's presidency, starting with opening back the energy exploration, closing back up the southern border, and becoming energy independent again. All right very right sh- on the mark. No, very short-sighted, and as Cindy explained, the president has very little to do with all of these, especially <laughs> these global trends. So, And open energy exploration, I think we got a lot of energy exploration uh, underway in the U.S. But consumers are the key to inflation and gas prices. Dan, you are on the mark. Thanks for weighing in on this important topic. I have to disagree with your great caller, Cindy. There's plenty of oil in Texas and other states. It's not fracked. I know that. It's taken out of the ground. It's just laying there waiting right now because there's no interest in bringing it out under this administration. And in Canada... I'm not talking about the sand oil. I'm talking about great oil in the lower part of Canada. It's just waiting there, and they want it to sell it to us, but we won't do it. So, therefore, it is the president's fault. This this inflation, you can largely lay at his feet because there's plenty of crude oil in our country, in this hemisphere, and even in uh, North North America, there's plenty of it. We don't need to be begging the world for oil, and this caused a lot of the inflation. And the Democrat, the left wing, I'm not talking about local Democrats' common sense. I mean the left wingers don't want to solve this problem of oil. They want to push us all into socialism through the Green (laughs) New Deal. And it's not funny. That's what they're doing. And I don't care if you believe it or not. That's what they're doing. And plenty of people know it out here. All right. Hold on, Dan. We're going to put you on hold. We'll finish six minutes from now. Can you stand by? Sure. All right, hold on. You are listening to On the Mark, the WKOK Live telephone talk show on the mark. we got three callers waiting, so they'll be up first during the 9 a.m. hour. We'll hit the news headlines as well. We'll continue our discussion. How much is the president responsible for all these woes? This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, 
Mark Lawrence, and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Joe McGranahan is here. He's Waldorf. Waldorf, yeah, thank you. And uh, I'm Statler. I'll remember it by alphabetical order. Statler, Waldorf comes uh, last. Oh, yeah, it was last. So you're older, so you get an older letter. Uh, Waldorf, and I'm Statler. Yeah, and they're Muppets. All right. We got a caller on the line, but I do have to do news headlines. So uh, everybody has to wait while I do headlines. Dan, stand by. Bob, stand by. Lance, stand by. I'll wait, too. Hey, right. You just stand well, by. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll just leave and come back. Go ahead. <laughs> That'll be fine. All right. Uh, quick headlines. This is quick. Yeah, Fourth yeah. Of July you always par- say that. Fourth of July parade route has been selected. Registered parade entries will form in the vicinity of the former textile mill on the Walnut Street extension, and then they'll move up Walnut Street to Fourth Street to Market to Second to Spruce. And the big parade is at 10 a.m. on Monday, July 4th. I will see you there. Uh, Snyder County's chief probation officer has been nominated by judge or selected by uh, Governor Tom Wolf uh, to fill a vacant magisterial judge position in Snyder County, according to State Senator John Gordner. Bo Travitz has been nominated. He's at the four-week certification course in Harrisburg right now. He's got to be confirmed by the governor. The state house has approved a bill that would update Pennsylvania's right to know law. Representative Lewis Schmidt says the bill is just the second major overhaul of the state's right to know law since the original right to know act in 1957 and the first since 2008. It provides for greater access to public documents and information. It improves public oversight over government activity. House Bill 2524 will lead to greater government accountability in Pennsylvania. But Representative Mark Longetti says the bill falls short of the relief local governments were seeking. No one is going to thank us because all the people we were trying to help oppose it because the language doesn't achieve what they were looking for and in some cases makes it worse. And so this bill misses the mark. The bill passed the House on a 112-288 vote and now goes to the Senate. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. And uh, WHTM-TV and AP reporting, Pennsylvania State Senator and Republican gubernatorial nominee and my current hero, Doug Mastriano, says he plans to introduce legislation that would allow school employees to be armed on campus. Mastriano serves on the State Education Committee, uh, said that... that uh, He's asking legislators to co-sponsor his proposal. He wants to introduce a bill that would enhance the safety and children and staff while being on school property. Of course, it would require all kinds of training and certification before a school employee would be able to carry. And and he's going to be our next governor, I might add. And the steel fencing remains up at the U.S. Supreme Court as some protesters gathered nearby daily in anticipation of the Roe v. Wade ruling. CBS anchor Nora O'Donnell reports the safety of the justices is now now getting a boost. The House voted overwhelmingly today to bolster police protection of Supreme Court justices and their families, sending the bill to President Biden's desk. Concern is rising about threats to justices as the court prepares to issue a ruling on abortion rights. Just last week, a man was arrested and charged with attempted murder after threatening to kill Justice Brett Kavanaugh. And there were 27 no votes, and they were all Democrats, including oh. AOC. All right. Well, I'm sure she had valid reasons. Oh, yeah, I'm sure she did, too. one 800 is our telephone number. Uh, we got emails and calls aplenty, so let's get back to Dan, and we'll get to our other callers. Go ahead, sir. You can wrap up. Okay. Well, there's no coincidence that under President Trump, I was paying... I, I guess slightly above $2 a gallon for gasoline here in town. 
And it's no coincidence. That's presidential policy. And pandemic. Trump was fossil fuel friendly. The Biden, on sadly, he took the left, the complete left wing, and went with that group, and they're fossil fuel enemies. And that's no coincidence. Fracking provides us gas for power plants and many other things right now up at Washingtonville Power Plant. They're running a pipeline in for natural gas, fracking gas, and they're switching from coal to, to gas. So it's more economical than coal, and I know they clean their coal pipe there are smokestacks good up there but this will even be better yet and less expensive so you know it's no coincidence this this inflation has almost not quite but almost everything to do with presidential policy and we don't have to be living like this our american people well, I don't think presidents have much to do with the price of gasoline. You could say that energy influence, uh, energy policy has influenced. I think that's a safe, you know, some X percentage, whatever it is. But I don't think President and President Biden is doing what he can. He's making sure that we get more oil that we do need to import. Of course, oh, really? we're using our that? strategic reserves. Right. They're dumping from the strategic reserve. Now, think about the name of that, strategic reserve. We're giving away some of our strategy to protect the country in time of emergency because he wants to lower the price of gasoline a few cents when he could open up the drilling and get uh, other things going. The word emergency is actually not in the mission statement for the strategic reserve. It's for times when oil is in shorter supply and prices are higher. That could be during a real emergency. There's no argument there, but that's not what the strategic reserve is Well, it certainly isn't is for. intended for a political emergency, which is what he's got going on. Right, but if President Trump had used the strategic reserve, oh, and this is an appropriate No, I would have said it was wrong then, pump. too. Right, I gotcha. Hey, All right, did. Dan, we'll let you wrap up right ahead. They don't have to use, as I stated earlier in my call, there's crude oil, plenty of it, all over the United, or Texas, Dakotas, and Canada wants us to buy their deep oil, not the sand oil. We can get deep drilled oil. They don't know what to do with it up there, and they, our administration won't even listen to them. Alberta has lots of crude oil, deep drilled crude oil, good stuff, and we won't even listen. This administration has a deaf ear. So it is, it is Biden's fault, Mark, despite what you say. They don't have, these prices don't have to be like this. What was the influence of the pandemic on gas prices when a lot of things were shut down? Was that all Trump or was that the pandemic that led to lower prices? Well, it didn't start going up till Biden got in. Under <coughs> Trump, I was still paying. <laughs> Next slide. But where was it a year ago? And that's all yeah, I yeah, It was 306. It's $2 it higher now. Up. Right. It was going up and it's policy. Mark, gotcha. it, it, I'm sorry to make you upset, but <laughs> I don't think you're as far left as AOC and them, but they're they're influencing Biden, All right. and they're making a donkey out of him. <laughs> All right, we got and you. He already is one. He's a Democrat. Thank you so much, yeah, Dan. I won't say the other word, but they're, they're, they're ruining 
what little career he had that looked good, they finished him off. He's going to go out as a complete flunky of the far oh, left. No president. Okay, we got you. All right, well, thank you so much. Thanks for calling in. Yep, you guys have a great day. Hey, you good too, talk Thank you. Uh, Bobby Douglas, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Yes, um, and good morning, everyone. You know, when I was growing up, we were, uh, of course, I'm 65 years old. Of course, my grandparents uh, lived to be in their 80s and that. Of course, uh, I think Joe would probably remember these times. We, we lived on our natural resources we had in our backyard, whether it's coal, whether it's the river, whether it's uh, uh, farmland. In fact, my um, grandmother's relatives are still uh, into uh, dairy farming and that. Mm-hmm. So why not use our natural resources? You know, and I agree with Joe. They they should uh, change their policies. But why not uh, use our natural resources we have in our backyard? You agree with Joe? Yeah. Well, you and I are now okay. Ex-friends. As far as the no, as far as the, uh, <laughs> the policies, with the uh, the Washington you know administration is trying to implement. They ought to implement something. It'll help us here in America. All right. We got you. Thank you so much, Bob. Thanks for calling in. Uh, Mark is, uh, oh, Lance is next. You get 60 seconds. Go right ahead. Okay. Why, the uh, graph I was looking at to show the precipitous drop in motor vehicle deaths among the 1 to 21, I believe it came from the New England Journal of Medicine, Volume 386, Number 16, dated April the 21st, 2022, and I think it was titled The Change in the Leading Cause of Death Among U.S. Children by Lewis K. Lee. And the uh, figures are thus. Uh, Number of firearms-related deaths increased from 7.3, this is from 2020 until now, Okay, you only got 15 seven, seconds. 7.3 so, 7. 7. for 100,000. Maybe what's your point, or, or sort of summarize well, real quick. You're just about out well, of time. Well, what I'm trying to say was you were doubting my figures, okay? And I'm giving you the sources gotcha. so that you can look it up for yourself. All right, That's perfect. All. Thank you so much, Lance. Thanks for calling in. And we were talking about President Biden's assertion that inflation is worse so many other places than here. Uh, actually, that's not true. China's inflation is 2.1%, Saudi Arabia 2.2%, Japan 2.5%, Switzerland 2.9%, Indonesia 3.5%, Australia 5.1%, France 5.2%, Singapore 54 South Korea 54 South Africa 59 Canada 68 Italy 68 India, 7.04. Mexico, 7.65. Germany, 7.9. The euro area, 8.1. And the United States at 8.6. There are only four places worse in this list. Brazil, Russia, Argentina, and Turkey. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five. So another Biden lie, okay. which is why we call him Lion Joe Biden. All righty, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. Mark, thank you so much for waiting. Go right ahead. You're on the mark. I don't know where he got some statistics there, but the Russian, uh, Russians are now paying a buck forty a gallon for gasoline, and the ruble is uh, increasing in value. And if they succeed in cutting Ukraine in half. They'll eventually take the whole country because they'll destroy the rest of it because economically they can't be uh, viable if they have no seaports. So we're in deep trouble over there. But buck forty a gallon in uh, Russia, you ought to check that out. 
and uh, Russia, I mean China, is looking at this. And if Russia succeeds, look out for Taiwan. I think it's a it's 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 bad situation that's coming down. And uh, I think I've talked to you about it before. Any new thoughts on you on your part? On what? What's the question? Uh, any new thoughts on your uh, part? I mean, you sort of uh, in the past have brushed it off. But I'm, I've been telling you that uh, the world situation is very bad, and uh, I just mentioned a buck forty a gallon for gasoline in Russia, and their ruble is increasing in value. Well, the, but their inflation rate is seventeen point one percent, and it's down slightly from seventeen point eight. And this is for May twenty twenty two. So I'm not talking about who, who old did the, who did those statistics. This is done by an organization called Trading Economics. Uh huh. And who are they? Well, they're a group of people who trade on economics, I guess. Well, so you're saying that you have no reason to believe that they're... Uh, I googled in countries, you know, world inflation rates, and this page right. came up, and it looks fairly responsible. If you check it yourself, it has a great deal of information about consumer price indexes, uh, core consumer prices, core inflation rates, export prices, food inflation. You know, it has a lot of factors that go into it, and it seems like they know what they're talking about. Well, and then uh, evidently some of the uh, things that Russia can't uh, uh, get on the open market, they're not able to get through China right now. But uh, Russia is exporting oil. I mean, uh, right. they're getting their income. And uh, I, I think that uh, why we're paying so much of a high price in this country is uh, economic policies. You can't spend trillions and trillions of dollars here. It inflates the currency, and uh, uh, I think... Uh, if the policies continue to go in this direction, it's only going to get worse here, inflation-wise. Uh, it's just no common sense economically uh, uh, for, from the Biden administration. That's the same way with the open borders and some other things he's doing. Uh, I just uh, I can't make sense of it. Can you? Well, no, I think there's some issues there. But going back to trading economics, they are a paid service that consults businesses uh, by keeping them posted on inflation rates and economic indicators all across the world. So I think they must be pretty good if they're doing it and charging money for it. Well, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> uh, that's a joke. Uh, what, what country has the highest inflation rate on your list? Uh, well, I have to get back to it here. I think it was Turkey, uh, if my memory serves me. Yes, 73.5%. All right. According to, uh, what's the name of this website? This is worldpopulationreview.com, and they're a lobbying group for global interests. Venezuela has 1,000% inflation right now. Sudan, 340%. Lebanon, 201%. Syria, 139%. Suriname, 63%. Zimbabwe, 60%. Argentina, 50%. Uh, Turkey, 36%. And this is May of 2020. Your, yours might be just a little bit Mine older. Mine is May of 2022. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, 2020, that's what I mean. Uh, so yours is 2020. 2022. No, it's 2022. Iran is 35%. Ethiopia is 33%. So, but the bottom line is your, your premise that no other country is suffering like that is false. Uh, obviously, other countries have no, a significantly higher inflation. No, my problem was with what President Biden said. He said inflation is worse everywhere else but here. Okay, so there that's are... That's not uh, true. Oh, I got you. Well, yeah, obviously, that's short-sighted. All right, Mark, we'll give you the last word. Please go... Well, I'll, make, I'll make it quick. Uh, I, I think the direction the country has to change. I mean, another couple of years of this, and uh, we're going to be in such uh, economic straits. I mean, uh, they say sometime uh, by the end of the year, uh, uh, a dozen eggs could be $4 a, uh, a dozen. 
Right. Oh, that's that's insane, you know. Well, I got one thing for sure. You are very good at predicting what's going to be happening in the world in the future, and I can tell you that President Biden won't be our next president in two years. So that might be good news to folks. Trouble is, it might be somebody named Trump. Well, I think. Oh, uh, the will trouble be. is, I don't think we're going to be able to reach that. I think China's going to make a move. We're going to have a world war. That's what I'm worried about. So we won't have an election in two years. Uh, so most likely, or we might have something coming up this fall, another pandemic gotcha. that'll affect the election too. But so that'll kill the election. It, in it two is years, what it okay. is. Have a good day. Hey, right. thank you so much. Interesting, uh, interestingly enough, Colombia, Peru, Honduras, uh, Costa Rica, and the Dominican Republic all have inflation rates very similar to the United States of America, and yet people are coming from those case p- countries here. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going out of the frying pan into the fire. Well, inflation isn't all there is in the world. Certainly high prices. You don't want but that. Obviously, President Biden has got to do more. There's no argument there. But to say that the, everything in Costa Rica is the same, except inflation is ridiculous. I mean, obviously, there's economic development issues there, and unemployment and crime and drug trafficking and a wide range of issues. All right, to be continued. Folks, we want you to weigh in on these important topics uh, President Biden is either uh, significantly responsible for inflation and high gasoline prices or not significantly in, in responsible for those things. What's your view on this? And bring your evidence. Don't just say, well, I feel strongly. We want to know uh, really uh, some tangible reasons. one 800 We will be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full, new, and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right, welcome back to the KFK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. I'll wait till the bumper music fades out a little bit. Fading. Apparently it's not my face. There. There, nope, I'll no, just stop I'll just it. just cut it off. Okay. <laughs> All right. Bob, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Hey, good morning. Um, everybody's complaining about gas prices, but how about all these companies that have all these permits and they're not using them to drill? Well, because they don't I mean, have the clearances. That's part of it. And then part of it is that they, they just have to finish the exploration. They don't drill until they're certain that there's something there. Okay, well, then why do you need more? Well, the more there are, the more likely they are to find things that are worth getting out of the ground. And also, it's supply and demand. Demand's way up right now. 
Right, and that'll start to ease. Now that the prices are so high, demand will start to go down. So that will probably help gasoline prices a little bit when demand tapers off a little bit. But we got lots of money, and we got lots of places to go in the summer, so that's what people are doing. And at this point, I haven't detected that many people are curtailing their driving. We certainly know a lot of families on the margin are really having a super struggle, but they're still finding well, the money to fill up their tanks. And let's say supply and demand to. does have an Im- impact on gasoline prices. But what about food? We're not eating more. We're eating the same amount we ever did. We're no. feeding the same number of people. But we can't get grain out of Ukraine. So now well, no, that, I'm sorry, but the inflation was long before the Ukraine so grain can... crop isn't in yet. It, it's not. We haven't seen any impact on that yet. Well, the grain goes in a lot, a lot of our food, you know. And the cr- baby criers yesterday about we're not going to be able to afford bread. Where in the world did they hear that? I mean, you can make bread out of flour and yeast and a little bit of oil, and I mean, come on. <laughs> it's it's uh, the problem is we don't have our government working together. The Democrats and the Republicans want to stay divided. If they work together, they could get things done, which they won't do. So now the feds have to raise interest rates to slow things down and make people pay more for things. I'm glad I have good interest rates that are locked in at 0% or very, like, 2.5% or something like that. I'm very fortunate. The people that are going to pay are the people in the bottom, the very poor people. The 1% keeps going higher and higher. They're making so much profit. Why would you drill more gas when you can make as much money as they're making now? That's what they're doing. <laughs> they're holding us hostages. Do you and know? we have the lobbyists down in Washington that stand with the gun gun guys so that they get their money and you got them staying with the insurance companies and you got them staying with the oil companies. And that's the problem. Our country is locked into a, a bunch of... Uh, Bob, do you I don't know, know the right the, word to use, but... Bob, you mentioned the 1%. You know that the one thing that a glonk zillionaire can never have? Enough. Enough. <laughs> so yep. that, that's why the dr- <laughs> they keep drilling. All right, we got and it's you, like, Bob. Like you said, people aren't stopping what they're doing. They're paying for it. All right. So, good, good call. And as Joe day. Biden says, we're changing lives. They are. Joe they're Biden making us pay through doing the, the best he can. <laughs> well, it ain't good enough. Bob's right. <laughs> Oops, I'm sorry. I cut off his last word. Tom, you are next up. Please go right ahead. Thanks for waiting all this time. We appreciate it. Go right ahead. Yeah, I'm looking at a thing here from uh, gas prices worldwide as of May 30th, 2022. Price of gas in Hong Kong for a gallon of gas, $11.20. Norway, $10.70. Denmark ten dollars and two cents. Finland nine dollars and sixty-four cents. UK eight dollars and seventeen cents. France eight dollars and six cents. Spain eight dollars and thirteen cents. USA four dollars and seventy-nine cents. Russia three dollars and three cents. Egypt a dollar ninety-eight. Nigeria a dollar fifty-seven. And okay. Venezuela, eight cents a gallon. But what's your point? Well, <laughs> Joe keeps blaming keeps blaming President Biden. It's a worldwide problem. It's not Joe Biden. Everything is caused by Joe Biden. And when gas is, what did you say it was in Venezuela? Ten cents. 
Eight cents. All right. Now, why did why is that, Tom? Stop and ask yourself. Well, they why have is a that? lot of oil over in Venezuela. And we have a lot of it here, but we oh, aren't God, pumping it and go. drilling yeah. for it. That's the difference. They are. Joe, 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 Joe. Tom, Joe, Tom, Joe, Tom, Joe. Tom, Tom, Tom. They are. They have 9,000 leases. If they want to start drilling, they can start drilling. You say, well, they have to, they have to, get they the have permits. to go to places where it's more likely. Well, they got 9,000 places to look. And they have to have permits. Stop. They have to have... Yeah, well, they ought to start looking. Tom, they have to have permits. They can't just drill one once they get the lease, they, they have, have to apply permits. for permits. I've heard, I've heard all this on the TV. Oh, all they have to do is drill. You read it they on the internet. It the must permits. be right. They have everything. Everything is ready to go. All they have to do is set their rigs up and start drilling. That's There's not what nothing the indu- else to do. That's not what the industry says. And, of course, they're lying, yeah, well, right? They're, they're, that's they're what liars. They said. That's what they're saying on TV. Yeah, what would they know? They wouldn't know anything about it. And, and, and you know, the profits of the oil companies is up 225%. 225%, that's how much it's up. And, so and somebody's making some money. Well, with inflation, it's going to be eaten up. Well, yeah, it's going to be eaten up. It's been eaten up by the shareholders and the, and the, and the CEO. That's who's eating it up. So you know this and for another fact. thing. And another thing that happened, you remember in 2019, it was June of 2019, the largest refinery on the east coast caught on fire and blew up. Did you know that? Yeah, I remember that story. Terrible. That was in Philadelphia. Right. It was Philadelphia Energy Solutions. Yeah, it was the Philadelphia It was the DA largest, largest refinery on the east coast. It blew up. It caught fire. They filed for bankruptcy, and they never opened it. And, if and they you know made, what? what? Had, had Donald Trump won the presidency... He would be having the same problems. Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you a question. If if they're also making so much money hand over fist, why wouldn't they have reopened that refinery so that they could make all this money and feed their stockholders and their fat cats? Why CEO? don't you tell me the answer to that, well, Joe? I don't the know the answer. I just know what I read. They, they it blew up. They it caught on fire and blew up, and they never reopened it. They filed for bankruptcy. That's because of government that, regulation. And that was the largest, the largest refinery on the East Coast. Will you try and build a refinery today and let me know how much government regulation you run into and how well, much? Well, Joe, how they're going to have to build refineries. Well, I agree. I, no, stuff. Tom, I agree with you. I think we need more refineries. They, they, they need to build. Re, they need to build refineries. They need to drill for oil. And what are they doing? They're making all kinds of money. Two hundred and twenty-five. 225% profit, and what are they doing with it? Passing it out. All right. you, okay. Well, we got you, Tom. Thank you, know, you so much. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, and you, another Tom. thing, Joe, yep. <laughs> you listening. name me one president that, that runs a baby formula factory. Well, I can name you name one president. Name me pres- one president of all the presidents that runs a baby formula factory. Can you name me one president who closed down a business that produces 40% of something and didn't realize that there would be a shortage he, of it? I can name you that he president. Didn't close, he didn't close it down. It was, it the was government probably did. the FDA. Somebody else closed it down. And they won't even tell you. Because it was... Because the uh, the lines and stuff were contaminated, and when and Katie, the stuff was contaminated, you can't you can't get right, contaminated. Tom. When Katie, stuff o- the baby or anybody. When Katie O'Donnell you. asked the uh, the uh, press secretary who had briefed the president on this, she wouldn't even give him the name of the person. She wouldn't give I the name care. of the person. I don't care. I don't care. Biden does not run. The, Biden does not run. 
a baby formula factory. Tom Biden is is not the is not in the person that closed it down. Biden Tom. didn't close it down. It was some other regulatory agency, and they were closed down because of the baby formula was contaminated. But Tom. it was briefed on it get and contaminated did nothing. To stop the babies. Tom, we got to go. <laughs> Well, Joe, he likes to blame everybody thing on Joe Biden. It's just ridiculous. It's a straw man's argument. Well, you won't Tom, blame anything. On, you it won't blame anything a, on him. Tom, it is a. You're going stupid. Your arguments, your straw man arguments, they're stupid. <laughs> hey, Tom, we got to go. They're stupid. If you're a Democrat, they're stupid. If you're a Republican, they make yeah, sense. If, you, if anybody that has any common sense that listens to your nonsense and believes it. Tom, There's something a, wrong with him. Can't a guy have a firmly held myth now and then, though? You make Joe sound like he's a fool. Well, he is. All right, we got to go. Thank you, sir. Right. Yo, you Thanks elicited an insult. Good work. <laughs> <laughs> Easy pickings. All right, to be continued. Welcome back to the Kim and I'm Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. I'll wait on the music phase. <laughs> there we okay. go. Perfect right, producer. Tom says my arguments are stupid and straw man, and yet, you know, stop and think about it. Right. Venezuela, gas is 10 cents a gallon, as he says, his own number. And why is it? Because they have plenty of oil and they drill for it. And yet he sees no corollary between the United States being able to do the same thing and lower the price of gasoline. Oh, God. It's so simple. Dad, life is so simple for you, Joe. It must be much easier. Stress-free. Well, then what other reason can you give me for gasoline in Venezuela being 10 cents? Oh, I don't Their know. Their economy isn't so robust that they can afford to give everybody a break. Maybe the profits of oil subsidize everything. It is supply and demand. The demand uh, down there is right. great, and the supply is Introduce greater. Introduce our next guest, And please. it's our good friend Chris from Milton. Chris, you're on the mark. Because uh, I suppose because Venezuela exports oil and that pays for their own country's uh, uh, everything. <laughs> gasoline, yes. Is that a bad thing? Well, you want to do it here, Joe? Sure. Why okay, not? Okay. Well, then stop. Stop exporting oil. Well, we we don't have as much to export anymore. But that's not why you call. Yes, Chris. we do. We're still exporting as much as we have been. Well, how can that be? We just had a caller who agrees with you that says we're not we don't have any refining capacity. How can we export what we can't that's refine? Gasoline, Joe. Well, that's what we're talking that's about. Gasoline. I'm talking oil. I'm talking gasoline and inflation. <laughs> I said don't 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 export oil. All right, Chris. What else you got? <laughs> so much well, to I use. Love Joe, that Two hundred twenty-five percent profit. Well, that's going to be eaten up by inflation. Raise my uh, income two hundred twenty-five percent. See how I worry about eight percent inflation. <laughs> well, you're that assuming Tom's numbers are correct. You're assuming Tom's numbers people. are correct. I'm not certain his numbers are correct. Are you? Have you heard that? Well, I no. Would... But I say this. I should say that there's a new rule on this show. Every time anybody talks about high gasoline prices. Say record oil, record oil company profits. And you're saying this because you know from. Well, this is obvious, Joe. This is a it, global it, it, story. Record oil company profits. Okay, and why are they making so much money? 
You're saying well, they're the ones they're not who are selling the craft cheaper. That's well, one reason. Now we're talking oil or gasoline. You're saying oil prices, but then the price that we see that directly affects I said us oil is companies gas. Which sell gasoline? Okay, so where is the problem? Where is the problem? Okay, well, do you know what their excuse is for not producing more oil? What's that? Because the price over the last couple of years has tanked several times. And they're afraid it's going to, if they start producing more, it's going to tank again because of a COVID outbreak or the end of the sudden end of of a war in Ukraine, perhaps. And and they'll be stuck holding with more oil capacity that they can't keep the high prices up for. Now, does that make any sense to you when gas is? gone up as much as it has recently wouldn't you want to get as much oil at that price uh, while, while the getting's good well then why or if is you cared about the country wouldn't you want to produce more why why is president biden you, pushing if you them? cared about the country wouldn't you want to produce more sure i would no argument okay want to produce why more. aren't they well, you, why aren't they? You tell me. Why, if well, they, they're making so much money, excuse. if they're making so much money, why wouldn't they produce more so they could make even more money? Right. So is that greed? Well, no. I'm asking you. You're saying is that they're making benefit in the country. If they can make more gasoline, more oil, and they can produce it and make more money, why wouldn't they do that? Why, if they're so greedy as you say, why wouldn't they be maximizing their greed? Because they think in the long term, they want high gasoline prices, and we'll get used to it now, I would have guessed. That's and so you don't think it would have anything to do with think the... think of anything better. All right, well, let me, me let me hit you with this hypothesis, you said, if I can okay. think of anything better. Suppose the Democrats want us all to pay really high gas prices so that we switch to other forms of energy. Wouldn't that oh, be a geez. reason why the prices were high? Oh, geez, Joe. Oh, of course not. The Green New Deal has nothing to do with this at all, right? We all understand that. The Green that. New Deal's never been imposed, the, never even been debated. The Green Deal, <laughs> the New Deal doesn't have anything to do with that. Yes, it does. They're trying to get gas prices up so we move on to other forms of energy. <laughs> yes, yes, that Brother. is true. But they uh, aren't Chris trying just to said do that's it true. Oh, all at once as it happened now, and that's because of the Russian embargo, supposedly. That's because of recovery from COVID. All right, we got a call. That's, We're waiting, Chris. What, we got to wrap up. That's what the oil companies say. I'll agree with you, Chris, that the, that the Russian embargo race did had something to do with it. I'm not going to argue that point with you, but I and think that took it from three eighty to eight dollars. Oh no, it didn't. Uh, that took it from three eighty. Well, gasoline. We should be talking oil prices. That took it from. Uh, $80 a barrel to $120 a barrel. Chris, I have to stop you here because uh, we're five minutes in, so we got to move on. If you have a brief closing statement, maybe you can call Joe a fool or something. Sure, but, why not? I'm an idiot, right? Uh, no, not an idiot. Come on. <laughs> no, you just act like one, mostly on purpose. <laughs> right, just to be argumentative. <laughs> right. Thank you, Chris. You're not a fool, Joe. Thank you, you Chris. You enjoy acting like one for some reason. I see. Yeah. Well, and I get you paid. you have all these... Boy. these uh, Reagan, Republican, little homilies you, you spout that aren't applicable at all. He's got Let's you see. pegged. All right. Thank you so much, Chris. Thanks for calling in. Harry, uh, last... Now would somebody please call in and insult Mark? We, uh, we're asking for insults for Mark. <laughs> Give him a call at 1-800-795-9565. Every day. Tell Mark what a fool he is right now. <laughs> Harry, you're on the mark. 
Uh, good morning, guys. Uh, I think that that you know part of the problem with no other drilling going is that there are so many restrictions on where where it can be drilled. There's no new leases. Uh, areas where they were drilling were uh, were shut down. Uh, and in order to uh, to be fair, President Biden in a speech last week or somewhere where he was, I don't remember exactly where he was, but he made the comment, it was a week or 10 days ago, that, uh, you know, when we come out of this, we'll be able to have more use on renewable fuels and be getting rid of, of fossil fuels. So that's the the silver lining in this. Uh, I, it's one of the things now, Joe, I heard you call him lion, Joe. I call him clueless, Joe, because okay. he really doesn't have a clue about anything. Uh, the simple fact of the matter is we are not ready to go to any of these programs that the, and the reason the Green New Deal hasn't come about is none of these projects are ready to go. So to force feed them before they're ready to go is, is just more lunacy from this administration and the other thing that i would say too is what what's happened over the last year and a half shows just uh, maybe how great a president or how powerful a president donald trump was because for all four years of his presidency and the first year and a half of biden's presidency Every possible thing that has gone wrong or has been an issue that people think was wrong in this country or in the world was Donald Trump's fault. So therefore, he had to be the most powerful man who ever stepped into the office of the presidency. And with Biden, I don't think I'm disappointed in Biden. He is exactly what I thought he'd be. He was an ineffective senator who's never had a real job other than politics in his entire life. So what did anybody expect from him? He was a clueless buffoon who plagiarized and lied most of his way through his career, and we got what we deserve. But there's no mean tweets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the key. Yeah, but the buffoonery that's, continues. <laughs> that's definitely a factor in how he got in there. I don't think he's as bad as Joe says he is. He's not as good as I might say he is, but he's definitely uh, got some issues to well, work he, through. He he has no no cogent plans. He has no plans that are thought out from start to finish. And he he governs by talking points, and and there's nothing of substance. There's absolutely nothing of substance. I tend to agree with you. All right, we got you, Harry. You know, the question is, who's pulling the strings? Oh, here we go. Uh, Back to yeah, the I don't, that, I'm not as into the conspiracy theories as anything else, as as many other people are. But but I don't believe that. Uh, I believe this is more of a co-op than it is Biden, and that, that's scary as heck to me, too. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't for a minute believe Joe Biden's an evil guy, uh, you know, and I don't think he's a threat to our republic, as some people think Trump well, I was. I think he's a threat because he's so incompetent. Well, I think he's not so incompetent. I think he's just incapable of being involved. Uh, I think his age is a determining factor in his stamina, his ability to grasp onto details. I mean, they said Trump didn't want to hear anything, didn't want to read anything. I don't know how <laughs> capable Biden is of reading anything. He reads all day. That's a good point. <laughs> well, I think it was the old, the old primers we had when we were kids. See, dip. See inflation. See inflation run. Yeah, see gas prices go. Oh, my God. <laughs>
<laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Harry. Thanks for checking in. Thanks, Harry. Yep. Always great to hear from you. All right. Now we got open phones. We got an email to read, so we're going to read that email and then hit the button. Go ahead. All right. I wish these callers and emailers who are so against all the good things Donald Trump did while in office would thoroughly explain what they see and what Joe Biden is doing that is so worth praising. They are always criticizing any of Trump's handling of our country or the financial standing we were in before this socialist radical president got in. Hope they took the time to hear the reading of the comments Biden's son, Hunter Biden, made on his laptop about the power he has over Daddy Joe Biden. He brags that he is able to tell Daddy anything he wants him to do, and Joe will put it on his platform and say it to the American people. Imagine a crack king actually having any influence in the workings of this country. Oh, that's right. CNN will never carry that truth. Too bad these people cannot be open-minded and listen to other stations once in a while, such as Fox News. <laughs> I have seen. You laugh? No, oh, I have seen plenty of Hannity and Fox segments. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't say that I've watched Fox News, but I listened to this. Uh, I, I didn't f- hear the email where she says Fox. makes reference to that uh, he bar- brags his father will do anything he tells him to do. I mean, no, Tucker's all one? over that. Yeah, Is he's he? he's got it. Yeah, nobody else is covering. Uh, see, it. I don't Tucker. watch these talking heads. Well, I find, and Alex I find Jones them divisive. Is about it too. They're divisive. They don't do anything for the good of the country, in my opinion. No, it's awful. It's and it's all sort of echo chamber, they call it, you know, where you just uh, whoop up your supporters and that's it. And, and no, I'm throwing in no objectivity the Don Lemons and the others, you know, on the far left, the Rachel Maddows, the oh, same Rachel way I'm Maddows throwing the in same, the, only different. the same thing I'm throwing in with the Fox people. Uh, All right. Hannity and... Uh, What's the other guy? You know, it's funny. We have such a great country. We're voluntarily ruining it by doing this. You know, this firmly held myths that we're all holding on to. You know, that, uh, you know, one person's responsible for the huge global crisis. And that uh, there's, you know, that if we could just get the right president in there, well, he'll the be news, our savior. When the news media stopped telling people not only what happened, but what to think about what happened. That's when we got into this trouble. You know, that's what what divides us. You have people over here saying this is black. You have people over here saying, no, it's white, and never the twain shall meet. You know, there is no one preaching anything in the middle. Right, one Do you email. hear anybody who is a voice for the middle, the common ground? Nah, Joe Manchin. Um, no, no, I'm talking about the talking heads. Oh, on TV, a voice TV. in the middle. Uh, Nora O'Donnell does a super job, but she's surrounded by a left-leaning organization. But she's pretty objective, and I think you can. Yeah, she really came really, down on the press secretary about doing her job. You can <laughs> you can sort of empirically show that just by the way she anchors. Uh, that's about it. ABC's really far left now, and NBC, of course, they are. They, we know they are. Um, but that would be, that's the only person that comes to mind. Wherever uh, your friend Chris Wallace ends up, will, he'll be an asset there, typically. Yeah, you know, well, so. well, I know he's at CNN now, but I don't think he's, he doesn't have a show. So. He wrote a great book. If you haven't read his ah. book, it's called uh, 1945. Oh, wow. That would be a good book. I'll have to listen About to it. About the Harry Truman and the dropping of the atomic bomb. Great book. All right. To be continued, uh, read that email, and then I'll hit the button. One of our emailers says, mortgage rates are now at 6.23%. The negative trickle down of these rates will now affect all financing in the U.S. economy. Yeah, the economy is going to slow down. That is inevitable. All right, to be continued, call us now, speedy dialers only. As I said, we're headed for a depression. A depression, right. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We'll be right back. 
There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing and can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Oh, no, Bob is on before, so he gets a minute. Uh, Bob, we'll give you 45 seconds, and then we'll get uh, another caller going. 45 seconds. Yeah, I just seconds. wanted to say to Joe, he sided with PennDOT with the closing of the bridge. Well, why didn't they close it up on the Smoke and Dam side and see how they'd like it? It was closed on both sides. Whatever it happens on not. one side happens on the other. It was No, not. I southbound thought they had allowed one side to go through. Yeah, southbound was open. Southbound. It's not southbound. It's eastbound or westbound on that bridge. Well, it was the, the traffic from Smoke and Dam was allowed to get through. Okay. Right. But th- th- I stop wish and you think guys would have been backed Bob. up until the uh, off ramp from the bypass. People are still they, had, the, they tell the tree that landed on the bridge to go to the other side. The side <laughs> well, it was they on. cannot know Sundays are the heaviest traveled home time for people mm, on the weekend. Not no, really. They don't take a brain scientist to know people go south. On Friday and come north on Sunday or the other way around. <laughs> it's like the beach town. Okay. All right. We got Thanks. you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Bob. You. Much thank appreciated. You. Al, you're on the mark. You get about a minute. That's it. Okay. Also, I want to do is uh, correct Fox. I didn't listen to the whole thing, but the Kavanaugh assassinations weren't covered on Sunday morning shows. That's what they were talking about zero minutes on Sunday morning shows. When you guys were so quick to look up and see if they did cover it at all, but well, Howie, <coughs> Howie uh, covered it on yeah, Fox. Covered it. Well, so did reliable sources. They talked about it for about five minutes. But that's CNN. That's not ABC right. or CBS. Right. He said ABC, CBS, and NBC didn't cover. Wow, isn't that that's is, right? Is that yep, true? Yep, yep. So ABC Sunday Show didn't talk about it at all whatsoever. No, or NBC or CBS. Meet the press. You all talk among yourselves while Mark is looking for something on his phone. (laughs) Yeah, it's not there. Yeah, no security conversation for Meet the Press. And then that, you know, makes the question valid. Why not? You know? Mm, Why wouldn't they cover it? Well, uh, because they covered the first hearing on the January 6th committee. I think we may be out of time. A conversation about gun violence in America and thousands of rally for tougher regulations. Yeah, they talked about uh, other... All right, well, thanks for letting me correct that. Hey, no problem. Thanks for calling back, out. Thanks for clarifying. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Sammy Tyler. Thank you, Joe. Congressman User tomorrow. This is WKOK Sunbury.